0: Hi there, I'm Keith Cawley, and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone Americas podcast where we explore our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. In the second half of 2022, you may remember we introduced you to What Really Matters, our new brand platform at Bridgestone designed to explain who we are, what we do, and why we are doing it. With the focus on actions, not advertisements, What Really Matters has come to life in a variety of ways certainly in how we highlight the impact of our products and our solutions, but also in how Bridgestone as a company and a brand engages our communities to make a positive and lasting impact. Today, we welcome back Chief Marketing Officer, Sarah Correa, who you may remember helped introduce us to what really matters last year. Today, she's joined by Wade Munday, our Director of Corporate Philanthropy and Social Impact to dive a little deeper. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, we are back in the studio and we are joined today by one recurring guest who is hopefully familiar to many listeners of the podcast and those around Bridgestone and a new guest to talk about a continuation, maybe a where are we now on What Really Matters. So across from me is Sarah Correa, our Chief Marketing Officer at Bridgestone Americas. Welcome back, Sarah. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, we talked about a year ago about the launch of What Really Matters and our new behavioral platform and kind of our voice as we go out to stakeholders, both internally and externally, around what's going on at Bridgestone. And in the middle between us, welcome to the podcast, Wade Monday. Director of Corporate Philanthropy and Social Impact, based in Nashville for Bridgestone. Welcome, Wade.
1: First-time caller, long-time listener. Glad to be here.
0: Appreciate (laughs) the sentiment. All right, this is why we try to get the new people on just for continuing to boost my ego. For your ego, it's it's been a long (laughs) summer gap for me. I needed this uh, reinforcement. So, but let's start. I think uh, maybe with Wade because we we got to know Sarah on, on the last podcast conversation that we had. We like to learn about our guests, where you've been, where you're going. But what has been your, I guess, journey to your your current position at Bridgestone, and then kind of what is your position at Bridgestone?
1: Sure. So I'm from Gallatin, Tennessee, just up the road, not far from mid-state. here, mid-state. Right. And I, like most people at Bridgestone, studied religion and philosophy in college, and that culminated with a Master's of Divinity <laughs> I, you degree. You and Bridie Sellers, <laughs> who
0: studied ballet. I mean, just uh, exactly what you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're <laughs> we're uh, cross section of Bridgestone. So uh, I completed my Master's of Divinity at Vanderbilt Divinity School, and then I. Vanderbilt is steeped in a civil rights tradition Mm -hmm. uh, here in Nashville. And so I use that to pivot into a nonprofit career. And so I have spent the last 11 years working in nonprofit organizations focused mostly on health and human rights. And at the end of my last job, I looked around and thought, how can I maximize the skill set that I've accumulated over this period of time? and scale impact and and do more good uh, in a place that I really value and admire. And like I said, I'm from Gallatin, Tennessee and uh, come from a long line of Bridgestone consumers. And so we had a Firestone down the street from my house, and that was the only thing that we were allowed to purchase. And so uh, it's obviously Bridgestone's reputation and name in the community is, is larger than life. And so it was an honor to go through the process and be here today. Yeah. And this is, you're the first one kind of to have a position of
0: this focus, this nature, I think. And we'll talk about where your focus is with the British America's Trust Fund and how this ties in, because I think this really is a a nice kind of example proof point of bringing what really matters to life is a lot of the things that you're doing. And I have a lot of questions about the studying in the background, but I, I think it is nice to think about the fact that it ties into a passion for you and you're bringing that passion into what we do at Bridgestone. So that's really exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. My my past history at nonprofit organizations was one where I started up programs. And uh, and here at Bridgestone, we're starting up a new department, which is, I think, part of our journey to Bridgestone 3.0 and part of Sarah's vision and Paolo's vision. There you go. So, Sarah, that vision we talk a lot about this larger, the E8,
0: Bridgestone 3.0, as Wade has has really helped us on the messaging here, but what really matters being that voice. And we talked last year about bringing that forward, introducing that as the phrase, as the, the voice of Bridgestone as we move forward into this new journey. We're a year in. Now, this was a, almost at about 12 months exactly, just a few days over when we talked last, where where are we now? What has this last year been like? And what have you been, I guess, excited about seeing as it all comes to fruition?
2: We knew it was exciting as we were kind of beginning to put what really matters in the framework together and, and start to socialize it. I think we didn't understand how powerful it could be. And it's been really exciting on two different levels. I would say first and most importantly, you'll recall we spent almost nine months internally, really Mm. launching what really matters and going team by team and talking through the platform and the two box framework. And I think that was really important for a couple of reasons. First and most importantly, our teammates are our most valuable brand advocates. And so having them really understand the message that we were bringing to market was important. Having them understand how they could connect to it on a really deep personal level was important because we talk about what really matters as being acts, not ads. And our teammates are the ones who are creating the acts in the world that really demonstrate what really matters in action. Having that internal focus is an area where I think a lot of brands sometimes miss that opportunity. And I'm really glad we were so intentional in the beginning. Because once we brought it out to the market, it started to resonate in a way that I think we did not even anticipate. Within the first quarter, we were surpassing Google brand familiarity metrics fourfold. And what we were seeing is that not only was there a favorability lift from people who were exposed to what really matters, but they were taking the next step. And nearly 80% of people who were exposed to what really matters were actually searching by Bridgestone name for products and solutions as opposed to people who hadn't. And so we're starting to move people from just kind of awareness into action and conversion. It was actually our highest share of search ever for Bridgestone in that fourth quarter after we launched. And we see it translating into the conversations we're having on the marketing side. So whether that's the product material we're putting together for dealers, the partnership conversations we're having at top to tops with some of our sports and community partners, there's this sense that there's really something special here. And, and they're asking us not just how we can work together, but how they can take this same kind of framework and apply it to their own organization organizations, which is, I mean, the best form of flattery.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that speaks to its ability to be broad, yet be very intentional and very targeted. Right? Absolutely. I, and I know that's how we approach it. You just mentioned it's a huge brand play, number one, who are we as a company, but it also speaks to products. And we've been able to focus it on industry, on stakeholder audiences, and we don't want it to be something that is very broad and generic because everything right. could really matter but it still can cross all those things while still being very intentional.
2: Yeah, and I think anything that you can do that talks at the highest level of the funnel from a marketing perspective, all the way down to if you think about how we talk about our tires and something like Weatherpeak. You know, of course we have product and technology that allows it to perform in wet and winter conditions. But when you see the marketing material around it and the positioning, it's so that you can do the things that matter in life. So you can get your kids to school on a rainy day so that you can get to the airport and get home for the holidays the way that we talk about the reasons to believe and the yeah. technology is totally different in a way that feels really intimate and personal.
0: Yeah And so Wade, I guess you come into this picture a couple of months after really what really matters launches. what was your awareness I guess of it as you looked at the job opportunity? what was being asked of this role in terms of making the community and philanthropic impact? How did you see, I guess, all of this What Really Matters perspective rolling together?
1: So I already talked about the Bridgestone brand and how it was larger than life growing up in Middle Tennessee. The Our Way to Serve messaging was also very familiar to me. And so I was going through the process of of applying for this position. The What Really Matters platform came to light. Hmm. And it was really a seamless transition of understanding that our teammates and the way they interact with the world around them reflects what really matters in society. If you want to get your kids to and from school safely, we're also investing in communities so that kids can get to and from school safely and so that they can have a good education. And so what really matters really becomes part of a purchasing decision. You want to invest in a brand that's investing in your communities. And so it was really exciting going through the process earlier this year of discovering what Bridgestone is all about beyond just brand recognition, but deeper in how we value our community.
0: And I think that is where we want to focus a little bit today. I mean, Sarah gave us the nice examples of product and how that speaks into what really matters voice to some of those things. And we'll talk product here all day. We love to talk tires. But I think the focus for us then is some of the proof points when you think of building who we are as a brand when it comes to what really matters. And there's already in a single year, a lot of examples on Mm -hmm. where that has started to come to life. A little bit of level setting for people. So uh, the Bridgestone America's Trust Fund is an entity, a, a thing that many may have heard of in some form or another. It's been here, existent uh, in our company. Wade, if you, somebody were to ask you, hey, what is the Bridgestone America's Trust Fund? How would you describe it to somebody?
1: Well, it's a standalone nonprofit organization founded in 1952. Look at, he studied. I love it. I've got notes.
0: <laughs> I have the, tra- the the prompter's right behind my head over here. He's that's looking. right, yeah, that's right.
1: To... No. So an initial investment of 1.5 million, million dollars, which was meant to just go into the community. And the way it functions today is no matter what happens with the business, the trust fund is always there to invest in our community. So up or down, we are committed to investing dollars to making people's lives better, to improving their lives. And so today we have an independent trust fund committee, people from the business who make decisions about uh, community actions and activities that we can support that reflect our business. We have a mission statement that we created this year. There's been a, a long tradition of the trust fund evolving as different committee members, as nonprofits do. It's a standalone entity, and it, ha- it has a life of its own that follows very closely with the business. But to put it in very simple terms, our mission is simply to give money to nonprofits that reflect our corporate mission of advancing society. And so to that end, we give money to nonprofit organizations wherever we have a manufacturing facility or a corporate presence in areas of health and social services, nature and the environment, equity and inclusion, science, stem and education. And in those ways we're really touching all of our teammates, their lives and their neighbors' lives.
0: And I think that to your point of evolving like it, we've continued to find ways to better specify I think I think especially, I mean, I wasn't here in 1950 when it started or whatever it was, but I know for the last 10 years, we've been constantly focused on how do we make the contributions of the trust fund more directly connect to what we're trying to do, and the objectives of the company, as you explained, things in mobility, things in in youth, science, and STEM education, right? Things in accessibility, and now with E8, we have that additional evolution in how uh, the different eight values we can continue to serve through the trust fund. Is that is a is a focus for us? But then when you hear what really matters, and you spoke to it a little bit, you were familiar with where that direction was going. How did you, in your first six months in the role? Say this is the trust fund. This is what really matters. Where do you want to go now with it together?
1: Well, I think the genius of, of if I can say genius, the, I think oh, I the, the intelligence of, of, of Sarah's strategy <laughs> and, and the team's strategy of, of creating what really matters brand platform really created the guiding light for me in in where we sort of establish our impact as a trust fund because there were a lot of administrative components that we had to get a handle on. Um, philanthropy in the 20th century evolved from essentially in the 20th century you have these steel magnates and railroad magnates that are just giving money to make themselves feel better, and and now I think we're at a place where we want to see impact. We want to move the needle on a certain societal issue, and what really matters, whether it's from our customers' voice or our teammates' voice, it's to see dramatic improvement in people's lives where. We're already making mobility possible for people. How can we enrich their lives and advance society as a whole? So the What Really Matters brand platform is something that informed that strategy. While for the first six months, largely, I was trying to bring many of our systems and administrative components up to um, up to where they needed to be.
0: When you started in as CMO and you worked through the launch of What Really Matters, where was the trust fund as a part of that? I guess always in your head because it existed as an entity. But to his point, there was a lot that was being handled in very different ways by business unit. We were donating through local you know, support of somebody who knew somebody in an area of commercial or, or a different business unit, wherever. Now we're trying to really see how we can centralize it to serve the greater platform. Was that always the approach, I guess, in your mind as you got to learn about it and how you wanted to handle it? The goal for me is
2: to find the good work that's already happening across the organization and just give it a spotlight. And so what really matters, in fact, started well before I arrived. So we had several concepts that we were thinking through as a potential brand platform for Bridgestone. As we understood, we were making this shift from the world's largest tire and rubber company (laughs) to solutions for your journey. And so I think that genius work happened well before I ever came the way that we structured it and we refined it and we thought about it as more than a campaign but really a platform that could serve for the long run because the goal obviously is this third foundation of Bridgestone. If we say that it's on par with the founding of the company and the integration of both Bridgestone and Firestone, this has to last for a long time. And we know brand health is incredibly affected by consistency of message. So if what really matters is going to live – For many, many years, it has to be flexible, and it has to be able to take input from work that happens across the organization. So that's why having our teammates understand it and be able to feed it is important. It's why the idea of co-creation and collaboration with our partners, being able to feed it is important. And it's why being able to collect the good work that's happening and has happened for years through the trust fund, frankly, through nothing but the kindness of our DSCC members who want to do good in the communities where they move, live, work and play, to give it a space to be Showcased to be talked about, to be amplified, and to become a proof point for what
0: really matters was
2: really important. Yeah.
0: And what does DSCC stand for, just for clarity?
1: That is the Donations and Social Contributions Committee, the official board of the trust fund.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I but I think that is that's part of it, right? You think about how large of an entity Bridgestone America's is, and we talk about manufacturing locations, we've got our retail stores, we're in communities everywhere. There could be something great, to your point, that we were doing in Des Moines at our plant that we didn't even have high-level awareness of, and that's something we can now rally around as we as we drive it to uh, to alignment, right? I will also say, I think part of this is understanding that all of this is not just the trust fund, right? So that is a huge aspect and opportunity for Bridgestone to make an impact and continue, uh, honestly, to make an impact. But we are seeing what really matters come to life in a variety of different ways. Uh, when we talk about the the brand, who we are, the affinity and, and impact in our communities, a large scale, there are some big partnerships I will name just to get the ball rolling, but then I'd love to, to learn about perspectives and how we do. Truckers Against Trafficking is, is commonly heard from a, a lot of our teammates. I think most people, hopefully by now, are, are familiar with our work with Boys and Girls Club of America, BGCA. We have a Driving Great Futures program through the Bridgestone retail uh, store operations. But those are a couple. But I'm, these large-scale community-driven partnerships, how does this all play into what really matters?
1: So we also have uh, coming up in the near future, our United Way campaign, something that isn't talked a lot about is the way that the United Way and our support for the United Way helps many smaller agencies come to scale, provide life-saving services to our communities in the area of domestic abuse prevention and and protection of of children and families who are unstably housed, for instance. And and these are really impactful opportunities, and, and that reflects not only how our company shows up for our community, but how our teammates show up for our community. We have uh, emerging partnerships with uh, Play Like a Girl, Mm -hmm. which is encouraging young women and girls to get involved in sports, which is a pathway to STEM education and a pathway to C-level experience, uh, or C-suite level uh, experiences. So we have have many opportunities. Those are just a few that we're calling our North Star partners in 2024 that are really reflective of, I think, a large cross-section of Bridgestone where we're investing our time and money because money is just one thing that we're doing. Uh, Our teammates show up and volunteer spreading mulch on a playground or signing up to volunteer for counseling services at a financial empowerment center or serving on the board of directors of so many diverse nonprofit organizations in Nashville in Akron, at our manufacturing facilities in South Carolina and elsewhere, and and we really want to put our money behind those organizations where our teammates are investing their time because that time is valuable. And it has a, a monetary amount that can be attached to it as well. Sure,
0: I think it speaks a lot. Like our retail stores in more than 2,000 communities across the country, very active with mm-hmm. with Boys and Girls Club, and I know that they have a lot of passion in, in those activities. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think the kind of the magic happens when you have this intersection of an organization that is one of our partners through the trust fund, like Play Like a Girl. You have a partner. For example, we have a relationship with Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Mm -hmm. Titans who have a real passion around uh, opportunities for children and making sure that there's no barrier um, to any child to achieve their dreams. And then what really matters from our perspective. And so I think about the activation that we did here in Nashville with a local charter school focused on middle school girls being able to connect play like a girl Derrick Henry's foundation and Bridgestone teammates for a day to come in and run some experiences with Derek. have Play Like a Girl talk about that pathway described between sports and STEM and what that means to leadership and business, you know, later on in life, and then have some Bridgestone teammates be able to come in, talk about their experiences, take the girls through some exercises. You have this kind of intersection of three partners who all care about the same thing and all amplify. Their message at the same time. And it's things like that are really exciting to see.
0: Yeah. And that, that was next on my list, honestly, is uh, not just the large scale kind of nonprofit entities like Truckers Against Trafficking, but through our, our activation platforms, if you will, from the marketing partnership perspective. So, how do we go about looking at those opportunities? And what are, I guess, the impacts of some of those opportunities?
1: Yeah, I think we, we start out. I mean, the, what really matters? Brand platform activation starts with what's the problem that we're trying to address and what's the solution that we're seeking? This is,
0: a, it, Sarah mentioned the two box, right? And that's, that's where all box. of these things start. What is the problem we want to address? Just reiterating for that way and, and how are we going about addressing it?
1: Right. Right. And there are myriad problems in society and there are myriad problems. <laughs> I that, to dip, you know, <laughs> I, Everything's a, there's perfect. There's a few. Yeah? We got some things, yes. Right. And, and, and there are things that we can do through, through capital investments. There are also also things that we can we can fix just through simple volunteering. One of the really exciting opportunities on a small scale, so we talk a lot about these large partnership activations that we're hoping to scale up with Play Like a Girl. We want to activate in five different markets throughout the United States. We want to reach thousands of young girls and encourage them in sports and their professional lives in the future. But we also have local organizations, whether it's Second Harvest Food Bank mm-hmm. or Uh, The Oasis Center of Nashville, protecting LGBTQIA plus uh, youth who have run away and are seeking shelter. The cost of housing a young person who's been kicked out of their home for their sexual orientation is something that no city or municipality can necessarily afford. And we come in and we can augment that, but we can also provide mentorship, support and encouragement not only for those young people, but also for the people who are caring for them. Because one of the great stressors of a nonprofit career that I have experience in, whether you're fundraising or whether you're in direct service, is having a community of support so you can face burnout. And I think our teammates show up in many ways to support those caregivers in our communities. And they might not have dramatic numbers. They might only serve 15 to 20 young people. But I think that's really important and valuable uh, in our community.
0: I I say we've had this long conversation. A lot of the examples we've given are U.S. focused, but this obviously extends beyond borders. I know our Latin America team does great work in in their communities. We saw a ton of it through uh, a lot of the the situation around the pandemic with a lot of our manufacturing locations in Latin America, North and South, working not just with their local communities, but with industries, truck drivers uh, helping support. Uh, There's a solidarity caravan in Argentina, Latin America, South, that reaches people in food deserts and New cut off from kind of uh, ongoing access to the the normal day-to-day things you need. So this is it's a spirit across the Americas is is what I would also reinforce. Mm -hmm. But really, as we start to wrap up, Sarah, I think to your point, one of the things that stuck with me from our original conversation was, and we've talked a lot about the word sustainability on these conversations, because that's a huge part of Bridgestone 3.0. The E8 commitment is about sustainable ways of making an impact. And we talked about part of what really matters and and where we're going as a brand is making an impact on future generations, which is, in fact, sustainability. But how do you do that without people thinking you're greenwashing and just putting that word on a bunch of stuff? I mean— how have we, I guess, seen this come to life in a true proof point way? We've shared a bunch here, but I guess from your perspective, right, that's always top of mind and are we are, are we seeing that come through?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's always important to go back to kind of that conversation we had was also how does what really matters become the voice through which we talk about our E8 commitment? Um because you're right, our E8 commitment is all about future generations and defining the eight areas, the eight values that are uniquely bridgestone that we are committed to protecting for future generations who have entrusted us with the world, which is really the message around sustainability. And as we've had the conversation around what the E8 commitment is, what what really matters is as the way that we talk about that to our stakeholders, we've seen it drive a sustainability conversation in a few different ways. From a a B2B perspective, it's an easy discussion to have because – they see themselves reflected in our priorities and our goals, and we start having conversations around where there's an opportunity to work together, where we can help contribute to their own sustainability initiatives, and so it becomes very authentic very quickly because we have shared priorities. We talk a lot on the consumer side around this idea of generationally there's a shift in terms of who cares about sustainability and who doesn't. And I think more and more what we're seeing is there's not that generational barrier. People are more concerned with the future of the world for their children, for their grandchildren with, you know, climate activities that are happening in the news right now. It's a message that resonates beyond kind of Gen Z, which is originally what we thought and so to be able to talk about not only the community activities that we have around sustainability and our commitment from land conservation and environmental protection and building playgrounds, but all the way through to our products and being able to explain how through things like enlightened technology, we can launch Taranza EV. It's a product that's for an EV, but the technology and the way that we do it also helps us create the best possible performance with the smallest possible footprint because that's part of our fundamental strategy. I think we start pulling them closer to our mission and our values.
1: Yeah, I would also say that the Trust Fund is, is established to augment all of the very intentional business practices that have been put into place since 1952. But today, our intentional business practices are about being sustainable in all of our operations, products, and solutions. And the Trust Fund augments that work. Many aspects of our business continue to perpetuate that. We had an executive retreat center in Sparta, Tennessee, that was 4,000 acres of, of woodland that was unused. And so our business team donated that to the Nature Conservancy, which is another organization that the Trust Fund gives money to so that they can carry out environmental research on that land. Not only is that land held in perpetuity by this land trust organization, but they're also using it to study Carbon sequestration, resilient ecosystems in the south, and so there's a lot of interesting scientific activity that the trust fund is using uh, to build upon that great business contribution uh, that happened just two or three years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this, I, and I, I, you know, the the reason I wanted to have this conversation, right? It's it's funny you kind of started with 20th century philanthropy. I knew I was gonna get stumbled somewhere along the way. It's we've evolved since then, where it was, hey, I've got a big you know, uh, company that impacts a, a ton of people in a, in a wide scale of geography. Let's try to do some good and it'll make me feel good. We're very intentional about this. And we're listing a lot of things that it's like, hey, look at all these great things the company is doing. But more so, this was about why are we doing it and how are we deciding what to do and where, because there is a lot of intention behind it. So- I hope that this, is there anything that we missed that you want to uncover in that frame of mind, in that perspective before we wrap up? Because that's that's the important part of this conversation, right? The proof points are good to connect for people, but why are we doing it and how are we doing it is the, the real intention.
1: I would just say to build on what Sarah said previously, our E8 commitment is also part of our intentionality as a business. Mm -hmm. And looking back at our past conversations, we're always giving to organizations to empower people, to bring great emotion to their lives, to make their lives easier. So those are three E's right now. And as we move forward in the future, we'll continue to bring the E8 commitment to life through mobility products and solutions, but also through charitable giving, which is the very simple mission of the Trust Fund. And I think that's really exciting to see that E8 commitment borne out in real time. So it's an exciting time to be a part of the Trust Fund and to be a part of the discussions around our charitable giving. Uh, it's a small part of it, but I think it's very meaningful. It can bring a lot of joy to our teammates and to our communities.
0: What Paulo always paraphrases from our founder, right? What's good for society is good for business. That's what drives us both Harvey Firestone and Shujira Ishibashi, very focused on the giving back and the community foundations. Um, that's where all this comes from. So thank you so much both for the conversation. Uh, I'm always inspired and motivated by these types of things. I hope our listeners are as well. Um, but Sarah Correa, thanks for coming back. Hopefully we'll invite you again and you will say <laughs> yes. You were two for two so far. Uh, and Wade, thanks for the first visit, man. It was good to talk.
1: Thank you, likewise.
0: What really matters will continue to be front and center wherever it is you see the Bridgestone brand, as there is still plenty on this journey left in front of us with so many opportunities, as you heard, to make a real impact. You can always learn more as we go about what we're doing and how we're bringing it all to life, by visiting us online at BridgestoneAmericas.com. We are off and rolling season six of the Thrive podcast. If you can believe it, glad you're here with us. If you like this chat, as always, we remind you to listen to some of our other conversations. Wherever it is, you listen to podcasts. Remember, you can also watch episodes of our Bridgestone Americas podcast on the Bridgestone Americas YouTube page. How about that? Wherever you hear us or watch us, feel free to give us a rating or a review. Tell us how we're doing, and you can always send a question episode idea or feedback to us via email at thrivepodcast at bfusa.com thanks for listening i'm keith Colley. once again telling you to keep on keeping on and remember that still at bridgestone today tomorrow together we thrive be good everybody